Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Grateful Show. We hope everyone's doing great and would also like to thank all of you that listen to episode 14 with Lara Rebecca. In today's episode, we are delighted to speak with Oliver Anwar, also known as Ro. Oliver is the owner of The Worker Coach, also an online fitness coach and influencer. He helps busy people get fitter, healthier, and more productive. Ro is also host of the Grow podcast, where he interviews some of the most influential people in the fitness and self-improvement space. Last but not least, Ro is an overall knowledgeable and vibey guy. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Oliver Anwar. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Grateful Show. Today is episode 16, and we have the honor of having Rowan Oliver. Hi there. How are you? Hey, man. How's it going? Me on, bro. How's it going? Very, very well. It's been a very hectic, but good day, productive day. What about you? What about for yourself? Yeah, long day, man. It's been a long day, but productive and got stuff done, so... That's what it's about, right? Isn't it? Yeah, true. So uh, at the beginning, do you want to tell our listeners something about yourself, like the stuff that you've been up to? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name's Oliver, also known as Ro. I'm an online personal trainer and health consultant that trains people online. So I coach them mainly to lose fat, build muscle and get sort of entrepreneurs and workers to be more productive in the workplace. And then I also go into businesses and talk to them about nutrition, help train their staff on well-being and general fitness principles to help them you know live healthier and happier um and that kind of thing really so that's kind of the work that i do in a nutshell brilliant where did it all started and why fitness so for me i started playing football when i was a young guy young kid and i absolutely loved playing football like that was my thing uh, i wanted to make it as a professional when i was younger so kind of every single day at school it would be football i'd come home play football weekends would be football completely obsessed right i absolutely loved it you know i loved cristiano ronaldo i loved david beckham i looked up to these guys and i played a decent level when i was younger so i got to play academy and center of excellence level in the uk mm-hmm. um for the listeners, that's quite probably the highest level of, of football you can play as a youth when you're younger. Um, so I was I was okay. I was pretty good, right? Um, but unfortunately, when I got to 16, I, I wasn't actually good enough to make it as a professional, um, which was which was hard for me to take, right? As a kid, like all I wanted to do was become a professional footballer. Yeah. So um, that kind of took me on a route of kind of yeah, just trying out different things. And one of those things was going into the gym and training right and, and training myself at 17 because i realized damn i'm a skinny footballer now that's not, not going to make it as a professional i better start gaining some muscle right so <laughs> i did what every young skinny guy did and went into the gym made loads of mistakes in my training nutrition diet the thing learned from my mistakes read a few studies learned the hard way um and then i've started coaching people now on how to do it a lot more efficiently so they don't have to make the same mistakes i did yeah Fair enough. So you said you stopped playing football at 16 and that's when you have started literally jumped straight into the fitness field or was there like a gap in between? So it was kind of a progressive thing. So kind of 16, I didn't get a scholarship to to play at a professional team. So I kind of merged my A-levels with um, playing football at a college level, which is kind of the level below. So I was kind of still doing it, but kind of the dream was going away, if that makes sense. Um, I kind of realized quite quickly I wasn't going to make it. So I then started like dipping my toes into fitness, into the gym. And I actually went to a rugby college, right? So I went to a rugby college full of big, 
strong rugby players. So for me, I was like, right, I need to up my game. I need to start lifting weights. I need to start packing on some size. Um, and really, yeah, I learned from there. And, and unfortunately, some of the habits you build from other people aren't always the best. Because I copied a lot of rugby yeah, players that I went to college with. And I was like, this guy's big. I better do what he's doing. But I didn't realize this guy was actually juicing or he was, you know, already had a load of muscle mass on him or he was in a different position to me. So, um, yeah, it was it was a good experience for him. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, it was a progressive process uh, for when I was 16, moving up to my early early 20s. Did you feel like insecure because you were not as big as those uh, colleagues that were playing rugby? Um, it was a weird one, really, because I think I got a lot of my confidence from playing football as a young mm -hmm. as a young guy. So for me, I thought, right, that's that's what I really like doing. That's what I love doing. But then, as that sort of moves away, I was kind of like, yeah, I love I like to to kind of improve in another area of my life. And I saw that, you know, fitness, I could do the cardiovascular side of it, playing football. I was like, I think I can actually do the, the physical side, right? The the gym stuff, the lifting weights. Mm -hmm. So for me, I don't think it did slightly did stem for insecurity, but it was more from the challenge itself, really. The challenge of like, right, let's push myself in a different field and, and see how I go. That makes sense. That makes sense. I think we, we actually neglected our first question. That we should have asked him before, but it's fine. I'll I ask know it's now. fine. We're going to do it now. Uh, well. It's a simple one, but it's very straightforward. And I want you to not necessarily think too much about it. What are you grateful for today? Freedom, man. Freedom to do what I wanted today. That's a yeah. very, very good one. Yeah, that's a really good one, actually. I think you, you are the first person who's actually saying that, isn't it? Really? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really, really important, actually, to to be aware that we now, in our era, we are actually more free than we were before, because we have that, these opportunities to actually become and do all the stuff that we want. And back there, we were actually just being like held to those like basic principles of, of just like having a shelter or finding our food or stuff like that. So yeah. Freedom is like a really, really good one. And I think with Ro specifically, uh, what he uh, meant in a grand scheme is the fact that he has the freedom of working for himself. Is that right? Yeah, I mean it kind of works on two spectrums. It's the mm -hmm. it's, it's right. Both of you have got the right points there. The first one um, is the freedom to actually make your decisions. Like there's a roof over my head. I've got water. I've got food. Like I can choose what I want to do today, which is great from that mm -hmm. perspective, like mm -hmm. a day-to-day -day decision. But also from a career perspective as well, right? Like I'm I'm running my own business as well. I'm getting to choose the moves I make. You know, the places I work. Like this morning, I sat in a coffee shop for three or four hours and did some work, had, had some mm -hmm. breakfast. Nobody told me what to do. That was great freedom. But there's also the freedom of the fact that, you know, I got to choose how I interacted with everyone today. And that, that's something everyone can choose, right? You can choose whether you say thank you to the waitress. You can choose exactly. whether you are, you know, working hard in the gym. Like today, I didn't, I didn't actually really want to go to the gym, but I was like, I've got the freedom to, to be able to work out. So I went to train and afterwards I felt amazing, right? So there's all these small little choices you have each day, which you have the freedom to, to have. And you know, there's people that, you know, in the history didn't really have that, right? If you're fighting in the trenches or you're in World yeah, War One, you didn't have a choice, man. Like you fucking were told what to do, and that was your reality, right? Um, we're a lot luckier than we think right now. So, so yeah, man, that's kind of my my two cents on freedom, really. Yeah, that's, that's really a very nice. very good perspective, and I think that nowadays uh, majority of people don't really see it that way, and they put it in such a way that oh, we have to pay all these taxes, or the government, or this and that, or I have to wait for the tube, or the internet is not working, <laughs> or this or the other but like as you said if you look back even only 100 years ago when people were meant to go to war obviously there, there was no choice like you you had to go like you had to do the thing yeah. that the society asked you yeah, to exactly. do because otherwise you wouldn't like leave you wouldn't survive yeah, exactly but like nowadays there's so yeah. much more freedom in all 
aspects of life which is amazing for some people and for the other that don't see it that way well it's miserable <laughs> well for sure yeah exactly and, and i think like you said i think it comes stems from two things right there's the internal reality that you have and there's your external reality right so your external reality is do i have a good quality of life like do i have good friends around me do i have good do i have enough money you know am i in good shape you know do girls find me attractive like all these things matter to your happiness right people people say that that doesn't matter that that's wrong that matters but then there's also the internal side which says right i've got all this stuff how can i maximize my happiness internally right so like i said about these things like saying thank you to the waitress or you know letting the old lady get on the bus first right and those internal things. things that make you feel happy yeah. right you actually don't need those external things well you do as well but you also can get happiness from those internal drivers and then when you add both of those things up the external and the internal that's how in my opinion you reach maximum fulfillment and happiness right it's like this this balance that you have to try and get which is really hard, right? Like trying to get rich is sometimes really hard. And then obviously you're high stressed from that. So internally you're feeling stressed, then you're trying to be happy internally. Of course it's fucking difficult, right? But I guess that that's the whole challenge of life, right? Trying to trying to make sure it happens. Exactly. I think it's just, find that balance. Yeah, I think mm. it's a matter of how Gary Vee says that you have to see the grand scheme. You have to look long term because like, yeah, of yeah. course the day-to-day -day hustle, it might suck today. It might suck for a week. It might suck for a month. But like in the grand scheme of things, you are happy. Like you are doing what? what you love to do exactly and you have to love the grind you have to love actually the hard things because you're gonna most probably be through most of these hard things then the happy vacations and all that things well exactly and i was speaking to my client about this the other day he wasn't very motivated to go to the gym um and he said oh how do i get some more motivation and i said well the you know motivation the, the way you get it is a byproduct of, of discipline and hard work right because how do you feel good about yourself? You don't just wake up and feel good about yourself or, you know, you don't get your mum telling me she loves you and you feel good about yourself. Yeah, that's great if your mum loves you, but that, that's not enough, right? Like you actually that's have so to true. create your own, your own value, right? You have to create your own, your own happiness. And that's what I think a lot of people miss nowadays. It's like, you know, don't focus on happiness, focus on working fucking hard, man. Focus on that grind because, you know, it is a little difficult to begin with, especially when you hit that first gym session or you start your business. But, you know, as things progress and you start to get rewarded, you start to feel fucking motivated, man. Like every single day, most days I wake up fucking motivated. And, you know, that's a byproduct of the discipline I've put in for the past few years and things slowly getting better, learning, becoming more skilled, right? Like that's what it is. I think a lot of people say chase your passion, but I think you should chase excellence because when you chase excellence, what happens is, as a byproduct, you get freedom to pick the things you want. If you've got skills, you can then use those skills to develop your passion and actually be good at that. People then want your passion because you're good at it and you can do that. So I think with a lot of things, they're kind of the role reverse, if that makes sense. Yeah. If you do things and invert and start with reverse engineering where you want to be, exactly. um, you can find that, that happiness. Exactly. And you know actually where you're heading because otherwise you're just like a headless chicken. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I was just wondering, what experience are you most grateful for? Ah, oh, it's a tough one, man. Um, it's a weird one, right? Like, I wouldn't say one single experience, but what I'd say is definitely just rejection and like getting like rejected. It's wow, really weird because I think like you, that's where you learn, man. That's where you learn. Like, I've learned way more from failure than I have from success. Oh, and of course. The reason, reason being is because when you get hit harder with some kind of failure, you're like, fuck, I need to actually analyze this situation and find out why this went wrong. I need to realize why that girl pied me off. I need to realize why that business opportunity didn't happen. I need to realize you know, why this. And then, and then you kind of go through this 
stage of anger. You go through this stage of, what the fuck's just happening to me? It's somebody else's fault. And as you mature, you're kind of like, oh, okay, that's why this happened. It's because maybe I didn't do this quite right. I've got more in control than I think. Maybe if I react in a different way, I might get a better outcome. And, that, and then that, that similar situation comes again. And you try not to repeat that mistake. And, and if you take that kind of mindset of, of rejection, it's always a lesson um, or failure even. You're only going to get better, man, I think, in, in my opinion. Um, and obviously, I'm, I'm grateful for obviously the great experiences I had as well. Not to knock that. I mean, I've been traveling abroad and had some mm-hmm. great memories traveling mm-hmm. around the world, seeing amazing places. Uh, and those are ones that are fantastic, right? But, you know, like I said at the start, I don't think you can just get your happiness from that instant gratification, right? Like you need to, you know, felt failure. You need to understand what life's about. You need mm-hmm. to put in the work to, to get fulfillment too. Um, so again, again, it's that balance, isn't it? About having like, you know, a little bit of pleasure and a little bit of play, pain to, to get your happiness. It's the yin and yang. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just about to say, there's, well, exactly, yeah. there's a very, very good uh, book that I haven't read, but I know it's very good from uh, Jocko Willing. I'm not sure whether you oh, know the guy, I the Navy still. I haven't read it. Yeah, the extreme ownership, and I think this is probably one of the things that people neglect the most in today's society, like everyone is a victim, like if something happens yeah. to them, it doesn't happen for them, it happens to them, and they yeah. start bragging around and crying, and this happened, and like I don't know what, how to solve it, and they never take ownership, and like having that attitude, like going back to the motivation uh, subject, and waking up in the morning and not wanting to go to the gym, well, you'll... you'll you won't have not even I would say 30 days straight when you where you, when you literally feel like you're on it every single morning and you just want to go and smash weights or go into the office and put in some work like it doesn't exactly. happen like you have to take ownership and know that you are actually meant to do that certain thing mm-hmm. in the long scheme in the long run and in order to get there you have to act on it you have to follow the plan doesn't matter how you feel or what your circumstances are, if that makes sense. Yeah, even when you go like through failures, you just gotta like come back and just be on track because if you like have done like one mistake, that doesn't mean that everything has to fall. You just gotta no. keep your head into a place. Exactly, exactly, definitely, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think it was J K Rowling that said that if if there is someone, I'm not sure how the quote was, but like this was the meaning behind the quote. It was something like if there is somebody who didn't face failure ever in their lives they fail by default because you haven't yeah, tried anything exactly. so you haven't failed but you fail by default because you haven't tried anything yeah and i always like the quote you know the biggest risk of them all is not taking a risk right uh-huh. that's i think that i think that's the biggest one right it's like you know people are so refrained from action they try to you know plan and be rigorous planners and do this strategic stuff doesn't mean shit man it's all just an idea right it doesn't yeah. mean anything like you can have the great stuff on paper but you actually need to test this stuff you need to do that and that's the problem man. that's the hardest part right and that's why people play the victim is because once you take action consistently you start to improve you get better and you don't really want to play the victim because you're like i know that if i keep taking action this process will get me better whereas people that just plan they just talk they sit on the sidelines they let life watch they let life pass the passing by they're they're not actually taking action and that's when victimhood becomes really good for them right because they can sit there and they can judge right they can critique because they haven't got any skin in the game um and, and it's a sad reality really because that causes people to get very bitter right and very resentful of other people because when those other people move up and then they don't move up because they haven't taken the action then you know that's when they start getting angry and upset um because of their own their own lack of inaction so 
you can see how it works, man. It's very sad, really. Like, I, I'm always a positive guy. I'm always telling people, right, take more action, man. Uh, but I always say to them, you know, don't be naive to the realities of life, man. Sometimes life is tough, right? Like, you're going to get rejected. Stuff's going to fucking push you down. But you can't sit in misery your whole fucking life, man. You know, because you have two choices. You either go out and do something about it or you're fucking miserable, right? Which one do you want to do? Well, it's an easy choice, isn't it? You go out and do it. Sitting and being miserable is fucking shit, right? Yeah, but it feels like um, very easy not to do something like in that present moment exactly, because it's really yeah. hard to That's convince it, exactly yourself. It. And, yeah, and, and obviously, like, you know, our bodies and, you know, humans, we want homeostasis, right? We want comfort, right? Yeah. We want to stay in this same place. We want the same body fat. You know, we want the same muscle mass. We want the same relationship. We don't want life to test us. That's the way we biologically made. Indeed. But unfortunately, you need to rewire your brain to say, get the fuck out of your comfort zone. Start challenging yourself. Right. And I'm not saying do stupid things. I'm not saying take risks that are going to, you know, endanger your life. But push yourself a little bit each day. Right. Build a small habit each day to do something that pushes you. Right. Send out an email that you're a little bit scared of to, to send to somebody that you might think reject you. Go over and approach that girl you fancy, even though you think she might reject you. Right. You know, because at the end of the day, what happens? You're in the same position you were before. Right, you have nothing you, to lose in most cases. Lose, but exactly. what you gain, right? What you gain from it is the learning experience of exactly. okay, if I send that email, maybe I could have, you know, engineered that paragraph a little bit better. Right. When I went to go approach that girl, maybe I could have done this better, right? So you learn from that experience. If you never take that action, you're not going to be able to to iterate off that of that action, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. 100%. Completely, completely. Do you consider yourself being a aware person in terms of your emotions or your happiness yeah i'd say i am aware definitely yeah i think i'm aware to, to how i react i think in the past as well I, i used to react very emotionally to things i used to react very um yeah i was just very reactive right like anything that happened to me i would react to but now i feel like i'm in a place where i'm a lot more proactive about the way i do things right so the way that i conduct myself my routine the way i look at things the way i perceive things where i frame things i think that's got a lot better um it's definitely not perfect man there's times where i fuck up and i still do stupid you shit. will never be perfect but, um, you can never be perfect yeah. right and I, i think that's another really good point is like you know stop trying to chase perfection right and you know a lot of people that have high standards try to do that right you try to chase perfection and make sure everything is perfect this situation is perfect or that that's never going to happen either right that's never ever going to happen you need to learn to go with the flow of life but you want that trajectory to be you know going towards the right direction you want overall for your life to be going more positive than it was before um that's when you know you're on you're on the right track and, and you know there's going to be stumbling blocks along the way but you can't worry too much about it just to add a little a uh, little bit on perfections perfectionism i used to be i'm still am a perfectionist but like not into like such high standards but uh i think i recently understood what it actually means to be a perfectionist and in most cases it's just a fear of failure like you are afraid of not doing your best so like insecurity isn't yeah it? and failing it's just an insecurity yeah. internal security it is yeah For sure. I just wanted to dive a bit into how you became self-employed because I think this would benefit the audience. So if you could just, I don't know, talk a little bit about the transition uh, and what you found hard in that period of time. What what were the challenges challenges when you had to make the transition? Because I know how it feels like to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You did the same thing, right? So. Um... Yeah, I um, was working a corporate job in London, so I, I graduated university. I was running my business at this time, and I basically went into um, a corporate job for six months, 
Um, mm-hmm. After the first two months, three months, I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and it was weird because I was at a point with my business. It's not at the place it is now, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't actually, I think at the time I literally had maybe one or two online clients or something because I neglected my business from working this job, right? Yeah. And I, I was I was going out too much and I just wasn't in the right place. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to quit. And I'm one of these people, right? I'm like the opposite of a planner or a strategic thinker. I just do shit, right? And like that works to my favor sometimes, but a lot of the time it works to my fucking detriment. And I, I'm like in a position where I'm like, fuck, I've got no money or like I'm in a position where I fucked up here. How am I going to get past this? Um, but I thought at this point I had a little bit of money saved and I was like, right, I'm going to quit. Um, and I started, yeah, just running my business full time. Um, and that was a big challenge because obviously you go from a place of structure where you know you have your day structured to to not structure. You go from a place of consistent income to not consistent income, right? You go from a place of you know being able to socialise with lots of people and getting your your fixer of of social interactions to working on your own. So there's all these challenges that come through, um, and you really got to have that self belief in your in yourself at that point to be like, right, I'm going to get through this because the first months were tough, definitely. You know, I'm um, trying to pick up new clients, trying to get into the flow, of everything. You know, 12 hour days, not much sleep, really just trying to trying to get there, man. It, it was tough, but all I can say is like, you know, you can do it, man. Like you can, but. Like I said, going back to that point again, that life's not going to be easy. It's also going to be very fucking challenging. So, you know, if you don't want to go through a lot of the tribulations that I went through, maybe have a smarter plan where, you know, your business is making enough money for you to warrant quitting your job and then leave. And that will leave a lot less stress on you. Um, Whereas for me, I had a couple of freelance jobs and I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to make it, Uh, which is very naive. Um, But again, you know, it's taught me a lot of lessons. It's made me a bit more resilient and stuff um but yeah there's lots of challenges that, that come with it um luckily my family were really supportive i had lots of good friends around me that were supportive when um making this decision so luckily uh, that was good um but yeah i'd probably say those ones kind of the structure the finances and and just the the intensity of, of your workload and your days they, they become a lot lot harder when you're when you're an entrepreneur compared to when you're getting an easy salary i was just wondering where do you see yourself in 20 30 40 years what's your biggest goal Is it related oh, to fitness? Great question. So I'd like my brand, so I rebranded my new business to The Worker Coach, which is mm-hmm. going to focus on consulting as well as online coaching. So I'd like to be very dominant in the online coaching industry, have a very big name for training people online, um, as well as hopefully a global brand for consulting. So I'd like to be able to go around to, to businesses around the world and, and talk to them about nutrition, health, well-being for their staff, how they can you know, have practical and, you know, tangible ways to to stay fit and healthy around a high stress job how they can manage themselves better and that kind of thing that would be awesome um but really the goal is like that lifestyle man it's like you know helping people having mm-hmm. fulfillment from your work obviously earning a good amount of money but like being able to see the world man spend time with the people you you love right spend time with uh doing the things that you want right like not having to fucking go to meetings and like you know actually have freedom i think that's kind of the goal right and that might change you know with how i get there but at the end of the day it's freedom right that's what we all want it's freedom You know, ask people, that's, why do people work so hard in investment banking? They don't do it because they love investment banking. They want the money so they can do what they want with the money. And that's, that's freedom, right? That's what you want. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I see myself, hopefully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a very good example with the investment banking. I think you, are, you know about Brian Rose and London Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has a very, very interesting story about how he was literally killing his soul by working into those financial districts, making a lot of money. And 
yeah. at some point I think he just realized that it's not for him and then he jumped straight into something completely different and now he has like one of the most successful podcasts. I know, it's crazy. I was, I was watching one the other day, it's got like three, four million views or something on YouTube, right? Yeah, from, from shit, so he's a man, man. He's, he's a bit fucking crazy, but he's the man. <laughs> You gotta be a bit crazy in order to actually. You have to have like that character well, yeah, in order exactly. to to make it to be like yeah. special. Let's put it this way. Definitely, yeah. No, I agree. It's not a bad thing, but yeah, he, he's a cool guy, man. Do you consider being rich something selfish? Um, it's a great question. I think I don't think so. I th I think it is it is selfish, but I also think that um, you know, it's a little bit selfish to also not want to push yourself as well mm -hmm. so if you think about it right there's there's people right now in hospitals there are people little kids that unfortunately you know have leukemia they have cancer they're not going to be able to live for mm -hmm. um past past probably their, their childhood yeah. years right um you know there's people that have lost limbs in the army right they're not going to have a good quality of life there are kids in third world countries that you know are going to die soon that horrible stuff happens to them so you know to sit there as a person that has a roof over their heads that has lots of opportunities in life, access to the internet, enough food, and say, I don't want to push myself to, to do the best I can. I think that's entirely selfish. I think that that's ungrateful. It I is. think every single person should be doing something that they love or trying to do good <clears> in the world and push themselves, right? Like, why not? Why not? Like, you've got nothing stopping you apart from your work ethic. Um, of course, there's problems. Of course, there's ch challenges. But people have it a lot worse off than you, man. So I think, you know, being rich, I think it's a great thing. And like, you know, I think at a point as well, being rich is about more than just money, man. It's about, you know, great relationships, like rich relationships, right? Having great, um, you know, work-life balance, right? Being able to travel and do that kind of thing. So I think, you know, from a monetary standpoint, yes, but I think, you know, being rich as well from another point makes you a better person. So I don't think it makes you selfish at all. I think it's more selfish to not take the opportunity to, to push yourself. It is, yeah. In my opinion as well, like being poor, it's something which is a bit more selfish than actually being rich because you don't reach your full potential and you actually can't help the others around you. You, can, you, you just can't, you can't your provide life. for your family. You yeah. can't provide for your family, right? You can't, you know yourself you're not going to be in a state of happiness right because you're going to be worried about where the next paycheck's coming from so that is then going to have a negative effect on your interactions the people that you exactly. meet right and stuff like that it's going to have a negative effect on your diet right then if you have a kid and that's been brought up to have a bad diet as well then that's going to have a negative effect on them right exactly. so all of this stuff has a domino effect so you know being poor is not a solution i'm not saying that ri being rich is going to make you happy there's loads of rich guys that are fucking unhappy true, true, true. so i'm not saying that but i'm just saying don't like set your standards so low to want to be poor man like why would you want to do that <laughs> it's a bit stupid right um but yeah that's my that's my view on it yeah, what about uh, what about immortality? Do you consider immortality being selfish? How do you mean? Like, let's say that in 50 years, we're going to find a cure for aging. And we're going to be able to actually live, let's say, as long as we want. Would you consider that being something selfish? I think it would be, yeah. And I think, and I think it would take away that experience of life. Because I think like you need mortality to push yourself. Like, if I knew I was going to live forever, I wouldn't do anything. Do you know what I mean? I would just be like, oh, okay. Really good answer. I'm here, I'm here for another thousand years. Oh, <laughs> this thousand years is going to be so boring. Oh, God. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I might do some work today. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Uh, as long as I can eat and survive, I'll be alive. Like, you need that deadline. It's the same with everything, right? Like, when someone wants to lose fat, it's kind of like if they've got a holiday to work towards, right, instead of an indefinite goal, they're going to fucking lose 
person A that has that goal is going to lose a lot more fat than the person that's you know dieting indefinitely because obviously you've got like a date that you need to hit and that's the same with life right it's like the clock is ticking man like we're all going to be fucking dead soon within 50 to 60 years 70 years right if we're lucky that's a morbid thought but it's the truth and I think like that's what makes you get up every day right and not want to stay in bed that makes you want to push yourself and and try and you know achieve the things you want because you know you someday you're going to get old and not be able to do all these great things um so yeah, to answer your question, I think immortality is yeah, is a bit selfish. Yeah. Yeah, true. What would you say to our listeners that would be like, let's say, top three or five things that they can do to be a bit more healthier? Sure, that's a good question. So number one is definitely sleep. One hundred percent, man. Like sleep Agreed. is the biggest legal performance enhancing drug there it is, is out there. It is. It is. It's the biggest one, right? Um, and if you, any of you haven't listened to the Joe Rogan podcast with Matthew, Walker, oh, I've done that, that like two, two, two or three times. He's just man, brilliant, yeah. man. Literally, get his book, um, "Why We Sleep," and literally get a highlighter out and highlight the bits because, man, the stuff that you learn from sleep is incredible, man. And like, you actually don't need to buy any supplement. Like, sleep is like. 10 times better than any supplement you can go out there and buy, man. But, like, people will still neglect sleep and say they don't need it. Do you it sleep really... enough? Uh, literally, <laughs> last night I didn't sleep enough, man. I'm a little bit tired. Obviously, like, you know, in an ideal world, we'd all get eight hours sleep. Yeah, right? true. Yeah. Of course. But, like, it's about being conscious about things as well. Right? Like, is. not every meal is going to be perfect, right? Sometimes you're going to eat shit. It's about, like, you know, overall, can you try and get enough sleep? So, like, true. tonight I'm going to get to bed early and hopefully get eight hours. Um, but, obviously, you know, it's going to improve your mood, Number one, it's going to increase your testosterone. So if you're a guy, that's going to make you lift heavier. That's going to increase your sex drive, which is always good. Um, you're going to have more clarity of thoughts. You're going to be able to make better decisions under more sleep. Your training performance is going to skyrocket. So I think like if you get like five hours or six hours sleep, your training performance drops by 30%. So if you bench 100 kilos, usually you could only be benching 70 apparently, yeah. if you have consistently bad sleep, right? You also eat more when you're underslept. So you have 200 more calories, yeah. I think, per day if you are underslept. So you add that up over the year, that's 73,000 calories extra that you're eating because you're underslept. Um, and this isn't numbers off the top of my head. This is actual facts and figures of, it is. Uh, of studies being done. So um, sleep's massive. Second one is, like, just exercise and nutrition, right? So, like, getting a grasp of working out regularly, and just eating good stuff. Like, you don't have to track calories, but just, you know, don't go overboard with food, right? Like, set some, you know, things in place to be like, right, I'm going to fast in the morning, which is going to cut my eating window so that I can eat, you know, up until 8 p.m., eat from 12 to 8. That will massively reduce your calories, right? And then say to yourself, right, I'm going to have protein with each meal, going to have, you know, small amount of carbs and make sure I eat my vegetables and have my, my vitamins. If you do that, you're going to feel great. Drink enough water. And then do some exercise you enjoy for, you know, three or four days a week, right? You don't have to kill yourself six days in the gym on a bodybuilding split. Have a couple of days where you do some hit, have one day, two days, do some resistance. Then on another day, go out for a walk or do a hike, man. But just stay active and move. You do that, guarantee you start feeling great. And then you can do a more serious training program if you want to, um, for sure. And I think definitely the third one is to be healthier, man. Hang around the right people, man. Hang around good so people. So true, my God. And like number one out of anything that's most important is your relationships man like your intimate relationships your you know social relationships with your mates your family relationships your your associate mates with with business people 
make the most of every single relationship you have, man. Don't burn bridges with people uh, and try your best to, to help people and, and empathize. I think that's a big one. And it's something that I've tried to do a lot recently is empathize with other people because, you know, you, you're there to help people as much as they're there to help you, right? And the more people you have like that, the more of a support system you're going to get when things get harder, when things get tough. So, you know, spend more time with your relationships, man, with people going out to meet for coffee, right? Going for your friend's birthday. Um, and I talk about this a lot on my fucking Instagram. It's like, mm -hmm. like shout out your mate's business as well, man. You know, support them when they're going through shit that's tough. You know what I mean? Stop sharing Rihanna's Puma video and fucking, <laughs> and fucking share your mate's business, man, on your story and offer to do a shout out or buy one of his products, man. You know, they'll probably give you a discount anyway, right? So, you know, it's not a lot to do that, but to them, it's going to mean the world. So, you know, I think just being conscious of that, like, like finally, these relationships is is so important, man. Definitely. True. Well, basically, we are the people that we surround ourselves with. That's it. I think this is probably one of the things, like, not necessarily out of the free, but like one of the things that people neglect the most when they start something like a business or they go into a new adventure or anything. I think the social relationships are the one that are getting neglected first, or at least that's how I how it is still in my in my experience that's probably the first thing that gets cut off and i know it's not good yeah. and i'm conscious of it yeah i know and i feel like that as well and like you know especially this year one of my things is to make sure like all my relationships are you know one of my top priorities i think that's really important um and you don't need to wait to do that either i think a lot of people think like or, and it's a confidence thing as well right like a lot of people think oh i don't want to you know um you know go to meet women or i don't want to um you know take time to, to network with this person because I don't feel very confident but mm -hmm. you know like it goes back to that action thing again it's like just go out there and start man like you know people are not as judgmental as you think right people yeah you might get rejected a little bit there's gonna be a lot of people that actually will respect you from having mm -hmm. the force to go talk to them or network with that business client right and go like I like this guy like he's putting himself out there to talk to me you know most people aren't assholes man like they will give you the time of day as long as you're courteous to them and you know if you've got some of the value that they want and you can maybe collaborate them even better, right? But um, just get yourself out there, and as those relationships start start fostering, you'll, you'll start to feel really good about yourself. Yeah, true. I think like we take things too too personal. Let's put it this way, because maybe that person who you didn't like or told you something that you didn't want to hear just had like a bad day or something bad happened to him or her, and we just took it too personal, and now we think that everyone is the same. But in reality, we are all just emotion beings and we react to the things that actually we feel and maybe if we share a bit more gratitude and a bit more happiness we can make this place yeah a better world for sure i agree with you on that 100 percent. what's your take on meditation oh man i'm very bad at meditation unfortunately <laughs> um but i think meditation has like numerous meanings right so i don't think you have to be there with your legs crossed like holding your hands oh, up like not. that I think that like, you know, you can have periods of meditation or alignment where you're kind of, you know, just out like, I don't know, at like just walking in the park, right? Like when you're on your own, you're turned off from, from all your stuff, right? Like that, that could be a meditative experience, yeah, right? It's just yeah. where you're having more clarity of thought. Yeah, For me, yeah. a big one is I've bought this diary called the six minute diary. And I think you've got this one as well. Yeah, we both of us. Um, you both got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice, man. And like, this has been a game changer, man, because I, I, I literally wake up in the morning, and I, I sit there at night and like... For me, meditation, it's not about thinking about um, nothing. It's kind of just being there like with my thoughts without any other interference, if that makes sense. And it's just being about, okay, 
right, this is, you know, what's going on, this is what I've done today, this is what I'm grateful. And that stuff is like a meditation in itself, right? Like, you don't have to do this spiritual woo bullshit. Just fucking have a think about your life without your phone, without the TV, without eating, without smoking, right? Without thinking about the next fix. Just have that calm time, I think. And, and if you can do that, you're kind of meditating in a sense. Um, but general, like, full-on meditation, man, I, I can't do it. It's a bit too fucking hard for me. It's something <laughs> I might have to work up to, bro. <laughs> but it's not for everyone. And if that, like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that uh, those monks are doing just, like, with the, yeah. the legs and the arms. You can just, like, be more present and just, like, acknowledge what you are doing. Exactly. That's, I think that's the, the word there, presence, man. That's the key. As long as you're present to, exactly. to the moment of what's going on, I think that's meditation in itself exactly because in the today's world like we are always distracted like even if you have nothing to do and you are commuting you always have to do something which is usually good but it can also be very bad and destructive to our mind because you always have to be connected once you wake up you start doing things and i think just five or ten minutes of just absolute presence yeah. can help you massively yeah, I just want to. I just wanted to quickly touch upon social media and how you are using it in like More a advantage. in a constructive yeah. way without being affected, like uh, mental health wise. Oh, oh, that's a good one. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Um, it really does come down to. So for me, it's, it's a really funny one because um, you know people say like social media is the cause of mental health issues, or mm. social media is the cause of this, and no, it's not the social media is not the cause of it. It's your relationship with social media that's the cause of it, right? It's the same as people's relationship with sex, drugs, alcohol, it is, it fucking is, it is. Tam tamagotchis, whatever you, 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 whatever people are obsessed with, right? It's not the thing itself. It's the way that you that you have that relationship with it. And that's the problem, isn't it? Like, it, get, it goes down to that blame culture again. Is if I say it's social media's fault, that takes away all the personal responsibility from me, right? That means, like, oh, I don't have to, to face the fact that maybe I'm spending too much time on it or I'm following idiots. I can just blame this external thing as the root cause of my problems. Um, and this is, a, this is a funny one, because actually on social media, I did a tweet that went pretty viral about mental health. So I said, you know, before you self-diagnose yourself with mental health issues, try try doing these few things, right? Yep. And it's funny, it went so viral that every single person on Twitter that you could even think of saw it, right? And I was getting attacked, man, like I was a fucking Nazi, mate. Like I was like I was absolute awful guy, right? Everyone like, got triggered. It was yeah. funny. It was funny, man, because <laughs> all I told people to do was drink water, man, and fucking <laughs> <laughs> And I got made out that I was like the king of the concentration camp it was stupid man it was <laughs> it was awful but i think like you know again like it comes to that personal responsibility again it's like you have a personal responsibility to choose how you interact on social media so for me man like i unfollow people that are not helping me man and i'm ruthless with it and you know that's good because every time i open my twitter feed i learn something great from somebody right like there's so much free information out there that you can actually create cur cur curate sorry an environment to win right i follow people that are really good at business i follow guys that are really mm -hmm. good um at dating i follow guys that are amazing at fitness right and then i read all their stuff every day and i'm like shit i learn something every single fucking day for free this is amazing that's how social media should be used and then i have a podcast and i you know i get to speak to some great people right i'm speaking to you guys right now through social media um you know i got to speak with some guy who was a multi-millionaire the other day that you know he probably wouldn't give me his time if it wasn't for social media and for connecting yeah. but i got to speak with him for an hour right and i'm like 
that's what the great parts of social media are, are. But again, it's like it's what you choose to focus on. If you go on Facebook every day and you start fucking reading the sun and you start, you know, attacking people, you start talking about politics or the news and being reactive, again going back to that reactive part. You're going to be fucking unhappy, man. It's just the way that it's going to go. Uh, and you have the power to choose, you know, what you see on social media and what you choose to view. Um, and again, personal responsibility. If you can, if you can be responsible, then you can be happy on social media, and, and it, it can be good for your mental health. It can actually have the opposite effect. But you're right. If you don't follow the right people, it can be very detrimental to the way you look at the world, the way you see yourself, the way you compare yourself to other people. Um, so again, like I said, it's about creating that environment that's going to help you. Um, mentally and help you succeed yeah again you have to surround yourself even on social media with the right people and the people who are actually gonna help you develop and become the person that you want to be exactly it's yeah. like having a diet i think Stephen bartlett put it this way it's like every time you scroll on instagram it's like eating something for your mind oh my god that's okay so and so if you're following yeah, the if yeah. you're if you're following the wrong people just because they have a lamborghini or they do this cool stuff or whatever but it doesn't really help you that's the fast food <laughs> yeah like what's the point of following them afterwards yes yeah, as, as you yeah, said you have to course. feed them of following whoever helps you mentally physically whoever inspires you but people don't don't really realize these things unfortunately no unfortunately not and like it's like it's like what you choose to do like what you what do you do every day on the internet and this is what i say to people was like right log what you do on the internet today just log what you do on, on Instagram, okay? And log every single thing that you do. That's what I say to people. It's like, what, what did you do today? And you'll see some people say, oh, well, I commented on this. I retweeted this. I had a go at this guy. Oh, something, Piers Morgan said something, so I did this. And you actually see that people actually unconsciously spend all their time doing bullshit. Doing bullshit that's not helping them. Uh, but it's very easy to do, man. Like, I see some stuff that could trigger me online. If, if you're not self-aware, you're like, fuck, man, that Piers Morgan's a fucking wanker, man. Let yeah, me, and then you say that you don't have time. Week, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you've wasted an hour getting angry about Piers Morgan, and he doesn't give a shit about you, so you've wasted an hour of your day. So, um, do you know what I mean? It's kind of kind of silly, but, you know, there's no regulation in this, right? And this is why no one tells you how to, how to be an adult, and no one knows how to navigate social media because it's so new. Um, but that's why it's good you have things like this, a podcast where we can talk about this. People can listen, and hopefully behavior improves, right? Or, you know, you find a way to have a healthier relationship with it. 100 percent i totally agree so imagine that you are on your deathbed and right next to you is the best version of yourself the person that you could have become looking right at you you see and comprehend what you could have become obviously how would you feel about yourself and your life in that moment i would be looking in the mirror because hopefully it's the exact same guy <laughs> oh, <I hope. laughs> that's a really really good one actually <laughs> isn't it because most people think about like how they regret regret and how they could have become but it's really yeah. really good analogy with the mirror actually yeah well, this is a good a, a thing as well it's like currently i kind of think that i'm trying to live my life in the way that if i you know was diagnosed with an illness tomorrow i could be like you know what if I could choose to go back and do everything again, would I do it a different way? I'd probably say no. I think like currently the way that I'm taking my action, obviously I make mistakes. Obviously if you know certain things, but you don't know those things before yeah, you make the decision, yeah. but you know, that actual action of being like, right, am I pushing myself? Am I doing the things that I love? Am I trying Definitely. to get better every day? And I'm trying to improve, right? I know that I'm going to fuck up, but am I actually actively trying to 
I work towards this, this dream life. If you have a vision in your head, I think that I'm trying to do that. And I think I can still do it better. That's why I need more time. But, you know, like, if I died tomorrow, I'd be like, you know what, I've given it a great go and I wouldn't regret anything. I think more people should do that, man. Like, take more risks, man. Be more be more loving towards the people that you you you, you have in your life, right? Um, take more risks. Um, just fucking live life, man. Enjoy the good, enjoy the bad, and uh, and do the best you can, really. That was actually a really, really good answer, isn't it? Yeah, it's about yeah. living, not surviving, right? <laughs> That's it, man. That is it. Brilliant. If you can tell our listeners where they can find yourself on social media or what you have going sure. on through your life right now. Sure, man. So you can follow me. Instagram is probably where I'm most active. Yeah. Uh, um, Roapois. Um, my website is uh, www.theworkercoach.com. So if you're interested in health consulting, you want to come into your business, or if you just want some online coaching and you're busy and you want to lose fat, build muscle, be more productive, then you can find all that stuff there. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter where I'm a lot more unfiltered, but if you get upset about being triggered, then maybe don't follow me. <laughs> all right, because so definitely follow him. <laughs> and then uh, my podcast as well I've got my own podcast where you know I speak to um, you know people like yourselves and, and other people that run businesses fitness people entrepreneurs um, about how they've grown through life that's called The Grow Podcast um, it's available on iTunes Spotify and also my website so yeah could you mention your Instagram one more time because I'm not sure whether it went right on our end oh sorry yeah it's at Roanwar so R-O-A-N-W-A-R amazing well Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you very much. You it's really time. been a pleasure. Amazing. And thank, I just want to say thank you to both of you for having me on as well. I really enjoyed the conversation. And yeah, hoping this podcast pops off, man, because it's a, a lot of good topics that we touched on that hopefully help a lot of people. Yeah.